There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to another edition of Life Behind Bars. I'm Noah Rothbaum, the Daily Beast Half Full Editor. Joining me, as always, is my colleague and co-host, David Wondrich. How are you, Dave? I'm doing well. Yourself? I am well. We have a great episode today with uh, Ivy Mix and Lynette Marrero, the founders of Speed Rack, the um, competition that tests female bartenders about on speed and accuracy of making drinks is one of my favorite events uh, that we get to go to. It's an amazing display of uh, competence under pressure, <laughs> let's say. For sure. I mean, the, the, these are these are truly superior people who, who end up on top at Speed Rack. Some of the best bartenders in, in the world have come through Speed Rack. So this should be fun. And what's even more amazing is that it all raises money for breast cancer research. We've already raised more than a million dollars. So it's not only fun, but it's also for uh, a great cause. So uh, without further ado, we'll get Ivy and Lynette on the line. Welcome, Ivy and Lynette. Uh, Thanks for joining us today. Hey, guys. Hi. We're happy to be here. It's nice to be reconnected. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, Speed Rack, it's funny, Dave and I have both judged different rounds i think dave has judged the finale several times over the years but i think it was exactly 10 years ago when i first heard about it we were at a birthday party for dave at the brooklyn brewery and and lynette came over i won't say what birthday it was um and lynette came over to me and said hey like you know how are you doing i'm like good and i'm like what's up with you and she's like i'm working on this new thing and i was like okay like what is it's like it's a bartending competition for female bartenders that will benefit breast cancer research and it's called speed rack and i was like i love this idea and then like and then you disappeared and you know into the crowd and um mm-hmm. i you know i was like well there was a, there was a punch luge yeah, there was there a punch was. luge was. which i was working i was bartending your birthday exactly. so i maybe, know maybe maybe it was too much punch but then i was like okay that like you know the next day i was like was she serious? Like, was she not serious? Like, it's a cool idea. Like, I hope it works out. And then, like, I didn't really think about it for like several months. And then, obviously, and was born. You were serious about it, yeah. Yeah, are um, serious about it. It turns out, yeah. And you're well, serious it, at this point uh, that we serious. <laughs> that is a lot of really, really fast bartenders. It is. It is. <laughs> You know, 10, 10 years worth of the fastest bartenders on earth. That's amazing. <laughs> well, it's also incredible. Uh, on our 10th anniversary, we we replayed the very first video, the very first event. And it was so awesome to see people respond to it again in the same way that we responded to it when we first did it. And it kind of like had its own little like viral moment of people going back and, re- and seeing it again for the first time. And, you know, it was so 
incredible because, you know, so many of those women who volunteer to be tortured in that first event are like industry mm-hmm. leaders and, and doing this. And they trusted us to hop on that stage and, and, you know, do this crazy feat of bartending, but, you know, it holds up for the amount of talent that we have and that we're really fortunate to have in our industry and how hard working, um, you know, these individuals are and how incredibly like exciting it is to watch good bartending. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could walk our our listeners, some of them who have not had the joy of of sitting there and, and watching a speed rack and full, which I always say is kind of like a cross between the TV show Oz and like, you know, um, cocktail, the movie, you know what I mean? It's, uh, <laughs> but that's, that's the best that I can go, but maybe like walk through like the way that it works and, 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 and the different rounds and stuff. Yeah, sure. So basically how it works is we um, have an application process. So online we have an application that questions range from, you know, who inspires you to what's your favorite cocktail to has breast cancer affected you in your life, you and your life in any way. And then we, from those applications, those written applications, we select people to come to the actual in-person event. Um, back in the day, we were like, we're going to select 16. And now we select sometimes 30 because we get sometimes over a hundred people applying. Wow. Per which is insane. I want to like look back and tell everyone who told us that there weren't enough female bartenders to do this competition back then. <laughs> so then once those uh, women come, we send them an email and we say, okay, we have to do a preliminary round and we're in the Olympics right now. So prelims are like the seating process, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't play these games to get your rank. So we do the preliminary round is a round of four drinks, like all speed rec rounds, but we actually give um, the competitors, six of the, we give them six drinks and we say four of these will be selected at random, um, which we've pre-selected. And then when they show up, we give them their drinks. They have three minutes to set up and they compete. Um, just, but just against themselves. Basically we take the eight fastest after penalties and we put them into the onstage competition. Um, and penalties range from like unbalanced, you know, too strong, not full, you're messy, um, et cetera, et cetera. The prelims is meant to kind of be like you're fast and furious, but still good bartending, you know, and on stage, you're supposed to be a little bit more refined. Doesn't always work out that way, but that's the goal. And then on stage, we use that prelim system to pair people together. So it's first against eighth, second against seventh and so on in a round robin kind of brackets format. Um, And then we have the quarterfinals, semifinals and finals. And um, what happens is we have a steam panel of judges, like you have both been, four of them. And four, our four judges select four different classic cocktails. Uh, Speed Rack is a classic cocktail competition. Um, especially 10 years ago, we really found it was important that with all these up-and-coming bartenders, you'd get people who knew how to make their, like, you know, strawberry, raspberry, mojito, margarita, but they didn't know how to make, like, a Remember the Main or something. And yeah, we yeah, all- yeah. And we all found it was really important that you needed to know your classics in order to go on and do those specialty cocktails. So we have our four judges select their drinks at random, and the two competitors are on stage now going head-to-head and making the drinks. So it's about speed, it's about accuracy, and it's about taking a recipe and making it the best you can. So like, if someone's making a Negroni, like I don't make my Negroni equal parts. I make my Negroni with more gin because it's better <laughs> and I'm a bartender and I like more booze in my drinks um but you, then the judges get to taste these drinks side by side and compare them so they might be like yeah. oh 
like Lynette, you know, great job. It's very, very cold, but compared next to Ivy, I really like that she put more gin in. You can, you can taste it, but Ivy's wasn't quite cold enough. She went too quick and you give time penalties after the time penalties and the time, the fastest cumulative time goes on to the next round until we have a winner. And then the regional winners go to like a grand champion. Yeah. I was foolish. No, no, I'll say it. Stupid enough to once challenge Lynette to a round of speed rap <laughs> for a, a Facebook live show I used to do for, for Half Full or Daily Beast. I, I knew in the back of my mind, like I had no shot at like beating <laughs> Lynette, right? I mean, Lynette is one of the best bartenders in the country. I am not like, but still I was like, I'm not going to make a fool of myself. Like I should be able to like do this, but really it is so hard to do it. I think Lynette finished so far ahead of me. <laughs> That you then um, spent the like other minute critiquing like my technique, like which was totally <laughs> valid. Like that drink's not cold enough. You over diluted. You and it's just like it was so humbling uh, of an experience. And of course, everybody could see it. But I mean, it really shows just how talented the people are who who a compete in speed rack and just how hard the competition really is. Because it's not just speed; it is also accuracy and making all of those drinks at one time. I mean, I don't even the best bartenders aren't used to like shaking with one hand and stirring mm -hmm. with the other and doing, you know, we're making four drinks at one. I mean, it's like, let alone my head. Yeah. hundred people look at you. <laughs> of course. Yelling, yeah. screaming and, uh, yeah. and having uh, Dale DeGroff and Julie Reiner sit there, sitting there to judge you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> or, or, or worse, Audrey Saunders. <laughs> yeah, <I'm kidding. laughs> Who is the hanging judge? Yeah. <laughs> And the final round also, like the final drink of the final round, the judges get to pick something that's that the competitors have not prepared for, right? I mean, they just they get totally... to do dealer's choice, which is a way of giving them that, you know, and that became, you know, obviously the whole competition evolved, like, you know, even the way we do prelims now with giving them the six cocktails, we used to give them just what the four drinks were. And they just right. learned those four drinks in succession. So we were seeing crazy times, but teaching them having the six drinks made them think process more. So when their training has evolved in a way that also has just really helped them do it in their bar, you don't know which drinks are going to be called mm -hmm. on your list when you get right. service tickets in. So it right. gave more of that realistic um, mindset for them to play around with combinations. And then like Ivy said, it is so important, you know, we ended up pulling out some random classics that people now are, are making again, but we were fortunate enough to have, you know, to have access to Dave and Dale and Audrey and Julie in our market. Um, Cause we're both, you know, got our footing here in New York and, and the classics kind of you're expected to know them. And that became a part of what can we give to all these women who are going to be in, who want to be craft bartenders and get these jobs in, in craft cocktail bars, where, what can we give them? It's a foundation, an opportunity for live mentorship with these judges and just also challenging themselves. And, and we really just saw how, how much smarter everyone, like they would figure out ways to set up their well that I would never have thought of. Over the years that I've judged, I've seen a lot of evolution in, uh, you know, just in, in, in judging the final. At first, it was kind of like everybody was uh, skidding around the corner, you know, <laughs> and, and, and coming to a flying stop at the at the end. But uh, you really got to see more and more people just doing it, like seemingly without breaking a sweat. Shannon Pancha is just 
unbelievably cool under under pressure you know and some some people like that you're like how can you do that that's just superhuman you know? yeah shannon's like one of those people that i always mention i'm like if i ever did speed rack i'd just be like i'd be, if i i just am such a store loser that i don't think i'd be able like i would just go in win and exit if i could and if i didn't i would just never do it again shannon is i mean shannon's one of the best bartenders in the whole wide world she's just phenomenal Oh, unbelievable. And, and you know, but there, there's so many that, that have come through speed rack and that, that you see competing and, you know, with different styles of bartending, et cetera. Also, you, know, you got to bear in mind for our audience how many drinks they're supposed to learn for this. Right. I mean, what's that list is not a short one. God, how many we have at now, Lynette? I think we're like at 62, 60 something. Yeah. Probably. I mean, it's a it's a longer list, um, and you know we just don't know what the judges are going to call. So you know they're learning. I've seen the amount of like note cards that people have, how they work on remembering them, and you know, and that that's 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 part of what it is. Though we're like, if the if these bartenders were going to have a, an opportunity to to study, you know, it's like you're, you're choosing to go into cocktail school and and learn how you want to make these drinks and make them the best way they are and. And that's just, I think, uh, it was just giving us an opportunity to encourage, uh, you know, the women who we wanted to support and, and how we want to open up the spaces and craft cocktail bartending. It was like, well, come to the table with a skill, come to the table with in your arsenal and you've been through this thing. So you've been on stage, you have all these drinks, you know, you're, you're fast and you're going to have this incredible resume when you walk in. <laughs> a bar for a job i would argue that like this is also like that list of drinks has brought classic cocktails to a lot of markets around the country right because like each regional market draws people mm -hmm. or each regional competition draws people from surrounding markets so you know a lot of the more obscure classics that they're required to know they may never have actually made before even heard of and and here you are and like they're suddenly you know it wouldn't surprise me if a lot of the drinks that they're then putting on menus are ones that they had, you know, learned to make from <laughs> speed rack or put their own spins on. And I mean, in some ways you have to keep adding more drinks because as, as more and more people become speed rack contestants, it's like they become more and more popular and, and sort of familiar. So like digging into the archives, you can go further and further back, which is, is kind of a wonderful thing to see. Also having that depth of drinks that they have to learn means you can't really game the competition like you can with other competitions, you know, because once you once you're up to 60 drinks, gaming it means learning 60 drinks <laughs> and that's enough to be a bartender, you exactly. know. I mean, like a really good bartender, because the drinks cover like what is it, eight different categories of spirits, yeah. something like that, six or eight categories. <laughs> and yeah. they really go across the board, long drinks, short drinks, mm -hmm. like famous classics, like ah. sort of cult handshake drinks. And and, yeah. and that's the only way. If, if if the only way you can you can like get on top of that, <laughs> I mean, really, you just got to learn the damn drinks. And there's no accounting for. I mean, you could know every drink cold, and then like you know, invariably, what happens is that somebody's you know shaker explodes, or <laughs> they slip, or a speed pour pops. I mean, like the most the craziest like things happen under such extreme pressure, which is oh, yeah. why it's so fun to watch and sometimes so heartbreaking when you know somebody's like basically done and and then like 
something happens and they knock over all of their glasses right as they're finished. And then sometimes people are able to like finish again. Like there's some people are even yeah. so quick that they're able to redo all the drinks after like a total and meltdown. And still win. Yeah. And still, still win. win. I mean, <laughs> and still win. I mean, it's, it's nuts. I mean, it's, that's why it's like such a fun yeah. show to see and why people are always so excited to, to go to the different speed racks, uh, the regional and the finals. So, or, or online, but yeah, I mean, that's, and as a judge, you're just, it's almost too much. Like you, sort of watching between your fingers. I mean, you have to keep notes, but you know, and then, and then some schmuck like me orders like a Ramos gin fizz at the end and everybody <laughs> wants to, um, <laughs> everybody wants to quit, but, but it's, it's amazing what, what is turned. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. For all that stress and all of the, you know, it's all for a good cause too, which, you know, which is probably the most amazing thing is that you've raised now what it's a uh, uh, 1.25 million dollars yeah. for, for cancer research is i mean incredible it's impressive. I mean, it really is but that's the generosity of our community and, and that's why it was so hard not to do events for a year because you know everyone who comes mm-hmm. out everyone who buys a ticket buys a t-shirt buys a raffle ticket um a bandana all those people and our community is extremely generous and would stepped up to do it. So, you know, we missed that part because it is, it is two prong. Like there is a, you know, our, our community is so generous and what we have to give is the, the talent, you know, <laughs> so they're making drinks effectively right. the whole time to give back to charity. And so, and then everyone who just came in and always supported was just, just made it, made speed work what it is. Cause like, that's the thing. Things like speed rack don't last 10 years if they're not truly a community effort. If it's not a part of the community, then you're not going to exist and you're not going to move forward and have this kind of longevity. We're like, we'll keep doing a speed rack until like they don't want it anymore, but they keep wanting it. And so it keeps happening. <laughs> well, we got to talk about uh, what a party it is for the, for the spectators also. <laughs> you know, it's always, it's always just this, it's always a blast. Uh, and, uh, you know, there there are the sponsors uh, with with great drinks being made. Uh, there's uh, the whole community is out. The cheering sections are there, <laughs> and uh, it really just ends up being very exciting. Well, it's like a I don't know. The dynamic is is just crazy. Like we always, you know, one thing we always equated to was like a roller derby event. It's, yeah. It, yeah, it's a bit of rock and roll. It's athletic. It's fun. It's irreverent. Yeah, it's powerful. And then in the room, you know, like you said, it, it's like bartender Christmas. Everyone gets to see yeah. each other. And there's just, you know, it's a good vibe in that room. We were just going through like our, you know, like our flicker with all of our pictures. And every time I see a crowd shot, you oh see God. everyone's face, how excited <laughs> they are to watch this happen. And then, you know, share a good drink and be with your community. And you know, we were able to have a little bit of that moment last week when we did our our Mid Atlantic DC event, 
and it was it may have been smaller but the same feeling of community and all of us being together was in that room and that was what was electric that was the first event that's our first event yeah Yeah, we actually (laughs) we did our new orleans our southeast regional on march 16 2020 wow yeah so i've united boarded plane that was back it. oh it was it, <laughs> that, was it. that was it and then we didn't see each other for a year one whole year wow like i was we'd like we'd like facetime and do this and we finally saw each other i was like oh, it, was, it was so like oh my god my wife yeah we watched the, you know that during that event it was that event was like the complete moment of the whole thing. It just like, it, it actually was the pandemic in a nutshell. It was just, here we go. We have an event where, you know, in stages over the course of five days, altering the event, uh, which at the last minute, because they were closing New Orleans at about 6 PM that day was to move it out of, move it out of our venue to an amazing bar by one of the local people in, in NOLA. It was oh really gosh. small there. Our friend, was- luckily Toby Maloney, our friend was like on holiday there. We're like, hey, can you judge today? And we just like gathered this whole, this crew and did like the most, uh, just while we need, we're like, all right, let's get our, our, our tools off the truck. And all we need is all the product to run the event. And we did it. And, but it was all, it was insane. And that night, Oh, that's yeah, we, yeah, we got to all sit together and it was a group of women from Texas and all around. And uh, that night for dinner, one of the brand reps brought everyone out and we, you know, just sat there and just all talked about what we were going to be doing for the next few months and goals we had, what we just could all see, you know, during that time, you know, mm-hmm. competitors were getting information that their bars were going to be closing when they got back. It was just all Ooh. so surreal. Oh, yeah, that yeah. No, it was it was really it was really like everything was happening all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody knew what to do. Nope. <laughs> well, still don't come to find out. <laughs> yeah. And the DC round that you just had, um, that was that's sort of the continuation of the previous season, right? Yes. And I guess the finals will be. Well, well, it was important to finish season well, nine because yeah. we had up to that point we had fourteen competitors, so we do eight cities. Okay. Each city has a winner and then a wild card from that region um, in New Orleans. And we did the same for D.C. We actually uh, do wild card voting and we went with um, the runner up. So the, the last two in the finals are both going to the nationals. We just felt that with the insanity of the way things are, that was a, a more fair process. Um, yeah. But, you know, we had those other we engaged the other 14 kind of as we were coming out of the woodwork saying, hey, it's going to happen. And we just want to let you know. And the amount of like excited yet terrified, excited messages we got back. They're like, oh, my God, I know what to do. I'm going to go run around really quickly. Oh, that's horrifyingly close, but I'm really excited for it. So, you know, it was important to follow through and finish because, you know, they all worked so hard to get there. So one more event uh, we are planning. Uh, We're going to be announcing it soon because our finals are going to happen in September. Our location is just probably going to be moving because of the world. So we're going to make sure that we're doing whatever is safe Mm -hmm. with protocol where we can safely have um, the 16 women congregate and complete the event. And we'll 
you know, follow whatever local ordinances we need to, you know, how small we have to keep it, contact tracing, right. testing, right. all the things that, you know, have become part of our day to day um, and just kind of figure out those details so we can complete the national finals. Awesome. 2021, making it interesting. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait for a boring year, eh? Like, come on. <laughs> I don't think there will ever be a boring year with speed no. yeah. <laughs> That's true. It's not, a, it's not a boring event. <laughs> a few years ago, I think it was in Phoenix, judging the regional round there. And, and I remember talking to some of the other judges, and I was like, oh, they should do like an all star <laughs> like, edition. And they were like, shut up. Do not suggest that. I do not want to do this. Like, I will not, like, do not drag me into this. Like, I am happy to judge, but I will not. Yeah. I don't want to compete. Like, that is, wow. Like, no, thank you. Yeah. And it was just, yeah. it was like the most scary idea that they could be drawn into. A Actually, people from like 10 years ago, they're like, oh, yeah. Christ, no, yeah. it's a lot. Which, no. again, which I was like, of course, we should totally do a celebrity edition. <laughs> Except guess what? If we did it, they're all masochists. They would right. come. Oh, they would totally do it. They would totally. Yeah. And it, well, and the other thing is, like, I mean, it's it's a lot of fun for the spectators and the judges, but the the totally. competitors take it very seriously. I mean, it is like, oh yeah, people, oh yeah, yeah. people come and they are not playing around. I mean, they are there to win, and and it, and which what what makes it so good? I mean, if they didn't take it seriously, it wouldn't be good. But so I, you can only imagine the level that the the all stars would bring to it <laughs> so much at stake i can just i can see that yeah i mean at some point we'd love to have a global a global showdown um because we have expanded we've we've done yeah. canada for four years we've done the uk three we were going to go back last year um we've done two in asia uh in two different countries in asia but had it as a, a asia group um we've done australia two years and then this year, for the very first time, we remotely did Russia and St. Petersburg. Okay. <laughs> it was great. Like, we got to watch their audition videos uh, to, to pick the top. Okay. And then they just did it at their St. Petersburg Cocktail Week. Uh, the organizers were um, actually one of the women who wanted to bring it there. She's a part of our mentorship program, which we launched this year. Um, mm -hmm. And with another bartender who runs a big mixology group there. And they just were calling and asking us and we're like, all right, yeah, okay. We'll just keep an eye on the scoring from behind. Cause we have like a, a document yeah. that we can kind of see everything being input yeah, yeah. to make sure it's all going well. I was just like texting me like, Hey, uh, just double check that time. Did you put the penalty in? And <laughs> it, it, was, it was a blast and they did it. And that was, yeah, it was the video. <laughs> he was like, yeah, so I want to do this on July 8th. And I'm like, 2022. He's like, no, no, 2021. And I was like, uh, he's like, it might sound crazy for you, but in Russia, this is normal. And we were like, okay. No, but it was, it was a hard thing to let your baby out into the world, you know, without being there. Yeah. Normally we're there to help make sure like how it rolls. And, uh, they definitely did some things a little bit differently, but like, it was okay. It all, it all worked out. As long as it doesn't dilute the, uh, 
you know, the, 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 the difficulty. And uh, yeah. as long as you can't game it, then that's fine. <laughs> Pretty much. It was just more, it was more like they tortured these poor women. They didn't oh. find out if they were moving on to the next round until they did all quarterfinals. Then they announced. Because <laughs> oh, wow. like oh, the wow. timings. I was oh, like, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Real reality TV. Yeah, way, like that's but, brutal. But, yeah. you know, that was just kind of the miscommunication, how we tab tabulate the things. And, uh, but, you know, we hope to get there in the future and, and help shepherd them in. But, you know, you couldn't, you can't replace that, that energy and, and that community is, is really looking for um, ways to support um, their femme identifying, you know, community. And they felt that a speed rec event was going to be the right move for them. And it was, it's really great to see that, you know, the initiatives we set up in the original, you know, ideas of it, of, you know, creating more intersectionality and, and bringing more um, diverse individuals into craft bartending that, you know, the mechanics of what speed rec is can still be shared and can still have a mm. positive impact um, all the way into Russia. <laughs> but speed rack has had so much impact on so many things. Uh, I mean, even, you know, for me, it's, it's spoiled me as a judge for other cocktail competitions. Because it's it's like yes, you can do that way faster, and you can do it <laughs> accurately, you know. And and uh, it's it sort of like moved the bar up uh, on in competition in general, just because of the uh, the fact that it's speed and accuracy is is a uh, that's very important and that's rare, and it's not style or creativity or storytelling, which are highly subjective. And I have like personally found no way to judge uh accurately <laughs> right. in, in in cocktail uh competitions it's like well, how am i supposed to judge style you know everybody's yeah. got their own and they're, they're different but this is but i i love that it that the the objectivity is is uh, of, of speed rack is so important and it means that if you're a speed rack winner everybody knows what that what that entails you know it's not like you talked a good game and the judges uh, looked the other way or something, you know, it's like, or you came up with one cool drink. It's like you, you are able to work under pressure uh, fast, accurately, and, and uh, with a little bit of style. I think that's unique to, to speed rack. Lynette, you had, you had mentioned um, the mentorship program. I know uh, it's the inaugural year. Could you talk a little bit about you know what that what that is and, and how it's been going sure so uh, you know when without having events we really just wanted to think of what other programs and initiatives we could do for our speed rack community because it's a really big community and you know if we were sitting here trying to figure out every day what we're doing how you know with our businesses and our careers and all of that we figured there's everyone's having some sort of discovery trying to figure out things out so we we organized a mentorship program, went pretty big with it, 80 mentors. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, it ended up being global. It's insane. And, you know, we, we matched up uh, with the help of some of our awesome, you know, Speedrack alum uh, helped us match up mentors and mentees. Um, so everyone, people in the industry from, you know, like Dana Cowan, formerly of Food and Wine and currently speaking broadly, um, got on board to wine, uh, wine directors, obviously bartenders, um, 
social media, people who are really good at social media, people who make spirits, all this PR. So we, we put together a really broad um, group of mentors and asked them to, you know, do this program and spend about five hours a month with their mentee and helping them build and, and, and think about their futures. We uh, prioritized uh, BIPOC uh, bartenders as well in the program. So we were looking for, for ways to really, again, try to give back uh, and find ways to make sure that we're helping to contribute to, um, you know, a true intersectional feminism in the industry and trying to make sure that we could offer more opportunities. And I think the group that we, we ended up with are awesome. I've seen some of the mentees, uh, you know, showing up, some of them applied for tales, uh, and, and got their first seminars and there's some really cool things, oh, great, uh, great, great. you know, the relationships, one of the relationships, uh, uh, the woman was in Berlin and she had, uh, or has Tess Postumus as her, uh, mentor. And she's now moved to the Netherlands and is working yeah. at Tess's bar. Oh. And so, oh, wow. That's, yeah. That worked oh, awesome. out. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's just really well, great you- to see that sort of, you know, camaraderie. And then the rest of the programming outside of their one-on-one mentorship, we've been working with Laura Green with Healthy Poor, who's been doing seminars that kind of touch a lot of different topics within the industry, mostly focused on uh, a bit on, you know, personal development and growth um, from all different ways of like emotional intelligence and all of these other conflict resolution and things that we feel um, we don't get enough training conversation in and that, you know, offering that opportunity to engage in those things, um, you know, will help everyone hopefully have a different experience uh, getting into you know, as they grow and move up into different positions, having just a bit more training under their under their belt and, and, and their toolkit to to deal with maybe any different things that arise. And, and so it, it's it's been a very fulfilling. We've been sitting out in the sessions. They're great. <laughs> so. And we're super excited. We're also launching it um, in Spanish. So we're launching um, kind of joining forces with our uh, Speedback Mexico team, Izzy and Lisa, and also with a group called Mapa de Barmaids, um, who kind of have like a Latin American group, um, almost like what Lupec uh, was in, in the States. Um, and we're really excited to launch that. We just closed applications yesterday. And now we're going to do those um, mentorship partnerships. And you know, Speedback has always kind of been about helping like women helping women, supporting the the women within this industry, kind of lifting each other up, creating a helping hand. And this is just a more obvious, more tangible version of what Speed Rack is. Um, and it's a little bit more like very concrete. Here's someone who's super successful. Here's someone who's trying to be. Let us, a rising tide raises all, raises all boats. And uh, here we are. If people, obviously, if they want to compete, or help with events, they can reach out, I guess, through SpeedRack, but there are other things that they can be involved in, like to help the organization? Um, you can donate to our charities. Uh, if you go onto our website, uh, www.speed-rack.com, and you click on beneficiaries, we'll, we'll move a donate button. But one of our charities um, set up a page that you can donate to. And actually, one of our favorite researchers, um, we actually followed him from Avon um, to the Pink Agenda, who is on that site. Um, and they do really incredible uh, work. Uh, their research is um, really incredible. And so we have been supporting them. So that's just one way to give back is to you know support any of those charities that are listed on that page. 
are amazing. We will have details of our when our our nationals should be. Um, there will be an opportunity to live stream it, and hopefully, also when we do that live stream, there'll be opportunities for people to get involved to, you know, donate and buy a ticket to watch, or you know, buy some swag uh, to donate to our charities. Um, but we're going to have have it properly filmed and streamed, so that's just kind of be, you know, give give those uh, competitors their their big finale <laughs> for the world to see. Um, but it's 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 crazy, right? To have to adjust to that, and so this it's new for us. But you know, if pivot was the word of twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one, we're you know, we're doing the whole ballet. <laughs> <laughs> You're even pirouetting. <laughs> That's a pivot with style. Thank you so much for for coming on and uh, sharing a bit about speed rack. Uh, looking forward to uh, seeing the finals and and all the future editions, both uh, in America and all around the world. So it's so exciting. Thanks, Noah. Yeah, always a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. We miss you guys. Cheers. Dave and I encourage you to drink responsibly always. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 